In my opinion, the greatest digital short ever made. From the Lonely Island crew, Andy Samberg used to do those digital shorts on Saturday Night Live. That's the best one to me. It's about, uh, it's basically a rebuke of everything that Mahmoud Ahmadinejad uh, believes in. And it's got Adam Levine. So, you know. But yeah, I mean, we're, do- oh, we're doing SNL. Yeah, it's happening. I mean, they're in the full swing of their new season and their political humor is, you know, as edgy as it ever was. <laughs> but regardless, there's other sketches besides their political ones. And that's, I think, what uh, Kelly and I are going to be talking about. Oh, yeah, that's right. You heard me. Kelly. Kelly Mahaffey is joining this episode for the first time. My former roommate, my dear, 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 dear friend, Kelly Mahaffey, is here for the first time. And we're talking our favorite, our top five SNL hosts. However, when talking about SNL hosts... We excluded uh, former cast members. So, like, when Bill Hader comes back to host, it's awesome, but he's a cast member, so Hader doesn't count, because otherwise it'd be, like, the whole list would be former cast members. That's not as fun, so we decided to make that rule. Um, And we just went for it, you know? We had fun. Uh, Kelly's here for the first time. Love, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate you giving me your time. Um, And as you will hear in the episode... Uh, yeah, this is going to be the season three finale of Goodbye Mellowbrick Road. This is the last episode of season three. Season three began one year ago today um, with top five Spongebob episodes with me and Ryan Walsh. Um, and now it's been a year. We've had so many great episodes. And now it's been a year and we're here now with the season finale. Season finale of season three. Wow, the finale of season three is already here. And Kelly is... I can think of no one better than Kelly to come by and talk um, for the season finale. I I have always planned... I mean, at first she was going to be the season premiere of season three. Schedules got mixed up. These things happen. So Kelly, um, we moved her to season finale status. So now it's been a full year. Uh, Fortunately, she still is a friend of mine. And so she's going to be on the pod now. Oh, my goodness. It's been a year of season three, and now we're coming to an end because, you know, student teaching. Uh, I'm not going to have any time to do the podcast um, during that period, which is fine because we've given you a whole year of content, um, A. And B, 
no one really cares what I do. I mean, this is this doesn't matter to people, um, so it's fine. I can take the break. Um, I'll be back with season four. Uh, my best guess, maybe next summer. Um, it's gonna be within a year. Um, we're not doing that thing that like the auteurs do on television, where Donald Glover just takes three years off to make the next season of Atlanta. No, we'll be back. Uh, just gonna do student teaching. You know, focus on that. That's prior. That's a priority. You know, it's gotta be prioritized. So that's gonna be the focus. But don't worry. Uh, from now until when season four comes out, we're gonna have some special stuff too. We'll have the annual like top five year in review episode. We'll do that. Um, I think Hector and I have a special like week event planned for podcasts. And you know, sometimes people reach out to me and they say they want to do certain podcasts. So if that happens, I mean, I'll just release them like as little bonus episodes through the off season. Because I never want to say no to anyone. I always love talking to people. Um, so yeah, can't believe we made it a year. I didn't think I could last this long. I tried to build up as much, many episodes as I could. Uh, pandemic kind of helped that. Um, so here we are now. Um, oh, and by the way, um, there's a very special episode of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road coming. I would say, I would bet on it coming November 10th, the week after the election. Um, because that, the week after the election is going to kickstart another project I've been working on and banking to release during the, the, uh, the off season and while I'm student teaching. So it's going to be very exciting to do that, to start that. Um, a lot of friends of the pod have come back for that one. You'll see what it is when the time comes. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, the only people who listen to this are the people who were on that episode anyway, so they already know what it is. Um, but it's fine. And yeah, so we're gonna, you probably won't hear this podcast till after the election, so I'll make this last, um, plea to you now. Uh, I know I always want to advocate for people to vote, but I think I should be more specific and say please vote for Joe Biden, um, and Kamala Harris, because, I mean, uh, there's really, I mean, look at the, if you just go to any of the websites from these, like, GOP people, like the Republicans or Donald Trump, if you go to any of their websites, they're, they're they have no they have no policies or platforms or plans they're literally like healthcare you we're coming up with a healthcare plan get like stay tuned and they never actually have a healthcare plan and it's like oh what about the economy and they're like ha ha, ha. and then they 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 don't elaborate <laughs> and they're like what about covid and then they all they all get covid instead of trying to get a plan for it so they don't have any policies to speak of. The The GOP platform for 2020 is just fuck liberals. And I mean, if you look at the liberals plan, like Joe Biden, he's got a plan for climate change, plan for jobs, um, 10 year student debt relief program for like higher education, tax people who make over, I think, 400,000. Uh, um, protect, protecting reproductive rights. I, there's no contest here. I mean, I was heartbroken when Bernie lost the nomination and it went to Biden instead. And now after the past, whatever, however many months of GOP um, bullshittery, I'm like all in on Biden again. So it's like, congratulations, you had no po policies to speak of and then Biden went further left and what a surprise, he's now gaining more support. So I would like to advocate for that because I want to vote for people who have an actual plan instead of just, oh, fuck liberals, here's more uh, fake, like, nonsense bullshit that'll just, we think is a distraction, but it doesn't really work as well because it's not Hillary. And they are trying to run Hillary's emails as some kind of hit against Biden. I don't know. Far be it for me to understand the ways of Mitch McConnell because he's just not even human. Um, 
So yeah, we're it's it's uh, gonna be. I won't be doing a podcast until the election. I mean, maybe we could do top five reasons to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm pretty sure that would just be confirmation bias at this point, because I don't. I wouldn't really want to hear any arguments for Trump because there are none. He has. There's no merit to him. He's not even a good person, regardless of whether or not he had good policies, which he also doesn't. Um, So yeah, I mean, top five reasons to vote for Joe Biden. Um, the planet depends on it um the democracy in the united states depends on it um uh the rights of people depend on it the right to vote the right to choose all these things i mean there's pretty solid reasons i would think uh and 15 dollars minimum wage i mean there's all these calls for um people to be funded with that kind of money and also like two thousand dollars a month dating back to when the pandemic started and then i see like trump people who are like no and i'm like why do you say no why don't you want money i don't i don't get people i don't i don't understand it's okay though because i mean i'm pretty sure of the three people who listen to this they are all they are also biden supporters so it's not really that important um but you know maybe this reaches like some random guy in in north carolina or arizona or florida or georgia or maybe even texas and then that ends up being like a deciding vote so it's worth saying because i mean the downside isn't really there so might as well just say it please vote for joe biden and kamala harris i mean if we if we want to have a fair election again, that would be a step. Uh, and also, Democrat, let's turn that Senate, you know? I mean, I mean, the GOP is just going to say that Biden's stupid if they have control of the Senate and Biden has the presidency. Be like, ah, Biden never did anything, even though they'll be the ones stopping everything he tries to do. Um, so yeah, flip that Senate. You know, Georgia is close. Maine, um, Colorado is close. Well, I think actually Colorado is now not close anymore um, in favor of goodness. Um, what else is close? Um... Alabama, I guess, is kind of close, but, I mean, I would spend money elsewhere if you're going to donate. Don't And not in Kentucky, either, because, I mean, we hate Mitch McConnell, but he's he's going to win. Um, South Carolina is very close. If, I mean, we want to get Lindsey Graham out of there. So, yeah, just keep keep your eye on the ball here. Don't get complacent. Don't listen to polls. Just go out and vote. Um, a lot of places you can vote now. Vote early if you can. Um, but also, if you can, go to the polls on the day of the election. That way, people who can't do that have um are are prioritized by the uh other methods of voting um pennsylvania make sure you put those ballots in the right envelopes um they're going to be sneaky about that california uh you're probably you're all pretty smart uh but just make sure you don't use those uh, fake ballot boxes which the gop is just like we're gonna do because um, the only way we win is by cheating so yeah um keep all that in mind um and i hope against hope against hope that by the time i release another podcast it will be with a lame duck president. That is the goal. Um, and we're going to hope for that. Um, because as the song at the beginning of this episode said, you in New York now, baby. And by New York, I mean the United States and the United States has never given a Republican a mandate since fucking HW. So, I mean, there's been no Republican mandate. Nobody wants their shit and they keep, they keep doing it because they keep winning the electoral college. Um, yeah, that's my whole rant. Um, I'm obviously pulling for Biden. I mean, I don't want to tell people how to vote. I would, that would just that's just my endorsement, you know? That's that's what I'm recommending because it seems like a pretty good recommendation. I mean, it's not like chicken or fish where you get a good option. It's like chicken or garbage. <laughs> and I would I would prefer to eat chicken over garbage. I mean, even if I was a vegetarian. Uh, but if I guess if you're a racco- if you're a raccoon, you would choose the garbage. So, I mean, don't let the raccoons run the country. Um that metaphor tracked. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Um, 
hope, I mean, if anything crazy happens, I mean, you know I'll be on the side of good about it. Um, and Kelly, on this podcast, we're talking SNL hosts. Kelly, I love you. Thank you for doing this. And to everyone who uh, uh, participated in season three of Goodbye Miller Brick Road, to anyone who listened, to anyone who just followed along, gave a retweet, um, gave me, like I said, good luck, anyone with the well witches, anyone who gave me the time and space needed to record, anyone who gave me their time to record, thank you. Thank you for making this my favorite season of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road yet. I, I, met, I met people through this, which is awesome. Um, I deepened friendships. I deepened relationships. I got to know people better. I got to keep in touch with friends. I mean, you know, Kelly and I haven't seen each other for uh, over a year now. And hopefully that'll change soon. But I mean, just getting to talk to her makes a big difference. I mean, it's not the same as being around her, but... Just getting to speak with her, make it makes me just, it's just, it's just good. It's happy. Love Kelly. Love the podcast. I love doing it. Thank you, everyone. This has been the best season we've had so far. We didn't have any episodes that um, are now, uh, uh, that have now aged poorly, um, as season two had a couple of those. <laughs> and you know who you are if, I mean, you know who they are if you know what I'm talking about, because... Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, and maybe we'll do a Christmas special. I don't know, I'm just throwing out ideas out there. I'm just rambling at this point. Let's just go into the podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. Happy Season 3 finale. Thank you. Hello, everybody, to, um, whenever, whenever this gets released, this is going to be the season finale of Goodbye Mellowbrook Road, because this is a person who I've wanted to have as, um, my season finale for months now. She was going to be the season premiere back, but we were, we were busy back then, but now nobody's busy. Nobody's doing anything right now. (laughs) So now, now we're gearing up. This could, this might be, this might be coming in August. Who knows? I don't even know when this will be released, but. It is the season finale. Whenever you hear it, it's it's a uh, just as Captain Ahab sought out Moby Dick and spent his life dedicated to acquiring Moby Dick. So have I sought out for my entire podcasting career to get today's guest on the podcast. <laughs> she is my she is my white whale, and we are finally doing it. It's happening. It's live. It's in person. It's not in person. It's over Facebook audio. <laughs> The great Kelly Mahaffey, my my dear friend slash former roommate slash life mentor. Kelly, thank you for yes. being here. Thank you. Thank you for calling me a whale. You're not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like the green light if we're talking Gatsby. Yeah. Oh, okay. With Gatsby. Okay. I okay. yearn. Um, speaking of okay. Gatsby, there's a. I think we should plug a certain Instagram account. Oh my gosh, yes. He is a very up-and-coming star. Um, His name is Gatsby. He is currently, at this time, on um, April 25th, um, seven weeks old. He is a kitten, and he is amazing. So you should follow on Instagram, Gatsby's Kingdom. Absolutely. It's a great follow. It's right up there with Doug the Pug. Mm, Yes. Well, I don't know. We might put Doug to shame. I don't think Doug can hold a candle to the cat, personally. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's... He's very entertaining. It's Never like, a dull moment. 
Like Robert Irwin's cat. Yeah. Stella. I mean, dog. Pug. Dog. Stella. <laughs> Stella's right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing... We had a lot of topics tossed around over the years. Um, we th- it's we... hard to come up with, like, a good, solid one. I know, like... At least I find it. You've done this a while, though. Usually I just... I'll just text people and be like, hey, do you want to do anything? And they'll... Like, like Courtney Campbell had the most specific thing. It was, like, the ways to relate The Wizard of Oz to mental health issues. And I was like, yeah? Oh, my gosh. Sure, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll talk about anything. But we're talking... We have a, a joint admiration of Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, live from New York. Live from New York. Uh, I do. I have a book on my shelf. I'm looking at it right now called "Live from New York: The 800-Page Oral History of SNL." Oh my gosh! I did not know they made that. It's a treat. It's a delight. <laughs> and we're, but we're not doing what people might expect. We're not doing SNL cast members. We're not doing characters or sketches. We're doing mm-hmm. hosts, guests, hosts. if you will. Um, with a special caveat, we we're not being bougie about this, you know. We are mm-hmm. we're not including uh, people who were once on the cast of SNL, which is very hard to do. Oh, for sure. They're they're typically one of the best ones. They're my, very very good at it. My top five would be made of these people if not oh, for, for the sure. rule. Yeah. Yeah. Like Fallon, uh, Polar. Hater, Spade, mm-hmm. Sandler, Mulaney, Farrell, Myers, Stina Face, Andy Samberg, Eddie Murphy. There's so many great ones. Yeah, I forgot Eddie Murphy was on there. He was. He was. He was a while back. Oh, and Bill Murray. He was. Bill he was Murray. There too. Yeah, he was in the first season. Absolutely. Um, Chevy hosted every now and again. Oh yeah. People don't seem to really care much for him. David Spade. He was. He was a young and. He's when a, He started. He's a peach. <laughs> I have a David Spade poster on my wall. Do you really? It's good. well. It's also it's it's it's, it's a grown ups poster, but he is on it. Mm. Mm. I got that one. So I was it's a not kid. just a shrine to him. No, he's. I I'm a fan. Like his Hollywood Minute. Ooh, that was the that was my jam. Wasn't he the voice of uh, Cusco? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's so good as Cusco. <laughs> that reminds me. I went to send uh, in our group chat. Uh, the, there's a video, Patrick Warburton, Warburton did a parody of the Soren video. It was like, Ooh. like a decade ago, he did a parody for like a fake ride called Zero Gravity Gulch. I think you guys will like it. Probably. It sounds like something we would definitely like. He's got a host, SNL, Patrick, Patty Warburts. Has he not? I don't reckon oh he has. Oh my gosh. I think we should look this up. Hold on. Warburton. I'm not seeing it. I don't think he has, ever has. Okay, well, I think we should start a petition to get him to host SNL. It's like the Betty White one a couple of years ago, it, and it got her on the show. We can do it for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not talking about hypotheticals. We're mm. doing real, real Neil with pipes of steel. We got, uh, we got plenty of honorable mentions to come soon as well. But I'll kick it off here. We can go back and okay. forth, and we'll end on you. End on the highest note possible. Not only for this episode, but for the season, um, season three. Uh, my number five, uh, he just snuck in there. If he didn't have his most recent episode, he would not have been on the list. Um, but I have Adam Driver. Um, he's, uh, first of all, he's a great actor. Like, on Girls and in his movies, Marriage Story, uh, as Kylo Ren, he's pretty good. Um, but his SNL uh, 
uh, Ouvre is fantastic. He, I think he's only hosted twice. Um, maybe Adam Driver? Th- yeah, maybe three times. He's hosted three times, yeah. Three times. He did three the, times. He was in the Matt Technician Star Wars sketch. He did yeah. the 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 one where he's Pete Davidson's father who comes to teach... Oil Baron. The Oil Baron. Uh, but then the greatest, my favorite SNL sketch in maybe... Since since maybe Jimmy Fallon hosted the Christmas episode with Timberlake years ago, um, mm-hmm. since maybe then this has been my favorite sketch is when he uh, a couple months ago did the uh, um, I think it was Chipotle ad with the yeah 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 with the uh, what was she what was it bro oh my gosh what was that what was the thing like oh man I'm a lot of cash oh yeah 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 <laughs> that was so funny to me I. It, yeah, no, it's just amazing. Just like, amazing. It's a, it's one thing to have Kyle Mooney going, like, oh man, I'm all out of cash over and over again. But then to have the cuts to Adam Driver with like this weird, like slicked back, long hair, glasses, super weird director outfit. And he's like, oh man, I'm all out of cash. I yeah. was crying. It was so funny to me. And what number was he for you? Number five. Number five? Yeah. Okay. Too high? I, I, I don't think high enough. Oh, oh. Ooh. Yeah. A bit My of a... five. If it's okay to go. Go, absolutely. Run with the ball. Is Melissa McCarthy. Ooh. Yeah. A five-timer. So she is very, very funny to me. I don't know. She's just one of the standouts that if she's hosting, which she doesn't really host. She's more of occasionally she will host. But most of the time she'll like kind of do her little guest appearance, like how she did uh, Spicer Mm. for and move the podium around. Yes. A lot of uh, the, the intros. I don't know. She's she just always stands out to me. She's just a funny lady. Funny lady. She is good. Um I think she first hosted maybe back in in the Bridesmaids when they were promoting Bridesmaids. Yeah. And uh obviously like Kristen Wig, you know, that can get you off to the mm-hmm. races. Um she's great. She was like an every year person for a little while there. Um Yeah. Not sure what she's doing now with it, but uh, yeah, great pick. Uh, Sean Spicer, like, what a what a heat check that was. That was fantastic, the first time I saw like, that. Like, her, her picking up and moving the podium actually killed me <laughs> when I watched that. Um, she's, like, I, I, a lot of people have criticized SNL, I think, for having outside people play the political figures, but I, I have to say that she was one of the ones that actually worked for me. Yeah, I like it when they, like, kind of throw in a little surprise twist. Yeah. You know? Matt Damon was great um, as the Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, 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 definitely. Squee. That kills me. (laughs) Um, Melissa McCarthy, great pick. Um, I also have a five-timer at my number four. Um, Okay. um, It rhymes. Number four, Drew Barrymore. Um, Oh. I love when... I was a little bit... I I always feel a little bit sad when I think about Barrymore because um, she's the one person who was in the five-timers club besides Buck Henry who didn't go to SNL 40. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I think something. I think she had to do something with her kids at the time, which is why she didn't go. But it was sad because I love Drew Barrymore uh, so very much. Um, she has hosted. I think she's even in the Six Timers Club, but she hasn't hosted in like a decade. Um, wow. It's been so long. But she she did she was she was on it so much that she like racked up like impressions. Like she did like Sharon Osbourne. Uh, she was she was Hillary once. I remember that. Um, Hillary Clinton. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Ann Coulter, which was great. I think that was on the Barry Gibb talk show, and I love Barry Gibb talk show. Um, but yeah, Drew Barrymore, 
Um, she also hosted when she was a kid back in the ET yeah, days. Yeah, I was about to say, I, when I was, like, looking for, like, my top people, I saw that, that she was a child. Like, that's just, that's insane. It's, it speaks to how uh, fantastic she is. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I had to go, I had to include Drew Barrymore. I love her very much. I hope she can host again one day. Yeah. So I wonder what she's up to. She's hopefully getting ready to make a fourth rom-com with Adam Sandler. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Adam Sandler, former uh, former cast member. Yes, he was opera man. That's one of the best characters ever. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, who do you got at number four? Does it also rhyme with number four? Uh, no. Damn. I mean, I guess you can maybe say it, but um, Adam Driver is my number four. Ah, there we go. So, yeah, no, he just, every time I see his name, like, on the coming up list of hosts, I just get really excited because I know that he is going to kill it. Because he's almost like, you know, because we see Kylo Ren, like, and he's just a kind of scary dude. Mm. And Adam Driver, he just, he can just do anything. Like, he doesn't care, I feel, but he does at the same time. Like, he puts in so much effort where it's just very appreciated. Yes, absolutely. He, like, I think he's the, of the kind of actor who uh, can is not taking himself too seriously. But when he does SNL, he, like puts the same amount of acting ability that he does in his like big movies as well yeah Uh, yeah like the oil baron sketch is i watch that like i show everyone that sketch like that (laughs) just is the peak of everything i feel just him throwing the dead bird on the ground (laughs) so good it's just so good so committed um so committed he also um you know about this one he he played aladdin at one point Yes, 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 yes. I did watch that um, the other day. Me and my roommate Maggie, we were just watching a bunch of SNL videos, and that came up as one of them. And it's just, I, so, so good. I remember when my dog died two years ago, and you and Dustin just played Colin Jost clips for me to make me feel better. <laughs> Colin Jost is probably, arguably, the best cats member that they have right now. I loved the, um, uh, I love I love when Michael Che makes him do the he has to read the jokes that Che writes for him. Yeah, yeah. that's my favorite. Um, call, maybe he'll host one day. I reckon. Maybe. It's a great pick, Adam Driver. Obviously, I agree with it. Um, my number three. Uh, he's another. This is another five timer, and this one is going to be a throwback, like major throwback. Um, yeah. Not necessarily like super major because he's still he's still around and he still will appear. Uh, kind of semi-frequently um but he's he's hosted um almost he i think he might have no i th- or i think alec baldwin has the record for most hosting mm-hmm. um but my number three is steve martin uh, okay i love steve martin very much he is an iconic writer um as well as actor uh like planes trains and automobiles always love that movie um three amigos is great mm-hmm. um but his time on SNL is fantastic. Like he was King, he did the King Tut, which is yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. best. We watched that in like sixth grade. We were talking about, um, you know, like ancient Egyptians and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was like my first introduction to SNL was him doing King Tut. So you always have a soft spot for that. Oh yeah. Love it. So good. Do you hear this right now? What, you dropping things? Uh, there's a bug on my window and I'm trying to kill it. Oh, okay. Almost sounds like you're throwing something across the room. Kelly, I'm frightened. 
What type of bug is it? It's, you know those ones that have like the shell? Like a beetle? Yeah, like a beetle. How did that happen? It just, it, when it warms up, he gets in, but I can't see, like, I can see his shadow on my curtain, but I can't see where he is. No. Maybe window. it's a ghost. Maybe he's not really there at all. He's the ghost of something I've killed before. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's an equally terrifying thought. Thanks for that one. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. So for anyone listening, the reason I'm so far away from the microphone right now, that's why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, like, you sounded like you, you were off in the distance. <laughs> uh... Speaking of off in the distance, um, Stevie, Stevie M, uh, uh, not only was he your first exposure to SNL, um, he was my first exposure to SNL. Um, was he really? The, he, he does a sketch, it's not even a comedy sketch, with Gilda, he does one with Gilda Radner, and they literally just have a waltz uh, across the SNL set. Um, I saw that when I was very, very young, and I don't know why I saw it, it must have just been on the TV at the time. Uh, I think it was the episode that was preceding... Tina Fey's Sarah Palin so everyone was tuning in to watch her as Sarah Palin and that just yeah. happened to be what led into it and I remember seeing that and I'm like this isn't even a comedy thing it's just them dancing um but it's like it's it just makes it funny I yeah, don't know it's just and Gilda Radner I mean I love her very much um mm -hmm. so I love it uh he's hosted like I don't know a shit ton of times so I had to go with Stevie Martin okay who do you well, got my number three and I feel, I feel like we probably have the same top three, just in a different order. Just have this, like, feeling. Um, but my number three is the current uh, most SNL time host, or whatever, is Alec Baldwin. Oh. Yeah, he's my number three. Um, the French, like, his French teacher, that just kills me. I think he was a French teacher, at least. But him, and then I actually, like, only, like, when I think of Donald Trump, like, I only think of Al. Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump. I don't know why, but it's just a thing. Because that's what it is. Yeah, I, he he's my number three. He's a good pick. I mean, yeah. he's one of the icons of SNL. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that he used to be a cast member. Like, that's that's how much he's been on it, that I that's just as always assumed that he was a former cast member. Like, that kind of like Tina Fey or something, that he was just always around wasn't what well, says he's hosted 17 times oh my gosh and i mean if you count all the trump appearances that's he's probably over 30 appearances by now if not more oh yeah for sure i, I mean, mean there was a time that it's like every week he would be the one opening up the show i think i really liked it when he first showed up and he was with kate as hillary um Mm -hmm. and I felt like because it was all like back then it was all fun and games um ever since then though I feel like I don't know maybe it's the fact that he doesn't do it every week anymore or I don't even know it just feels it just is it makes me sad when he shows up like I just feel sad oh like I don't know uh I also liked when they they kind of flirted with the idea of having a different cast member play Trump every week Mm -hmm. That was kind of fun. Like, Leslie played him at one point. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but Baldwin, even pre-Trump, um, like, he has... he When he was uh, the the sketch about when they're making toys, the elves at the North Pole, and um, <laughs> that's a good one. he comes in yeah. with his Glengarry Glen Ross character, and he's... That's a great sketch. Uh, Shweddy Balls? Yep. That's good. iconic. That, that really is. That's, like, the one... Like, just the whole setup. 
that that's just like one of the top sketches of SNL, like history. I'm looking at it now. His first hosting appearance was with the B-52s, and his most recent was with Ed Sheeran, but he also appeared with the Jonas Brothers in 2009. Oh my gosh. That's how long this guy's been around. He did 01 Coldplay. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I think he had probably... I, I think I just I gravitate to Steve Martin, but Alec Baldwin probably has the more iconic characters. I agree. It's a great pick, um, and um, my number two is going to be in the same kind of vein of that of these past ones that we've mentioned, like Martin and Baldwin. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's carved out a place for himself in that pantheon. Um, some some older uh, SNL loyalists might disagree, but okay. I gotta go. My number two, JT Justin Timberlake. Um, uh, he was he was my honorable mention. I had I had a problem excluding him from the top five, but yeah. What made you? What made you want to uh, exclude him? Well, I did it. I didn't want to exclude him, but <laughs> I had to. He's great. I mean, he's a five timer. He is. He's. It's been a little too long since he's been on. I think it was actually he hasn't been on since. I want to say the Fallon Christmas episode. Did that happen before the um, the fortieth? Yeah. So I guess the fortieth would be his last time. Yeah. He's got to come on again. It's like it's been too long. It has been. He's great though. I mean, uh like Robin uh Barry Gibb talk show where he plays Robin Gibb is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. all of his stuff with Fallon I love. Um obviously like they're a great friendship. But Yeah. Also got to give a shout out to his work with Andy Samberg. He is the Dick in a Box mother lover and it, Yeah. And the uh what's the third one? Is there a third one? There is a third one, right? Uh, did he do the, um, the, my twin bed? Did he do that one? Twin bed is, yes. No? Yes. He surely was in that one, because that's the episode that it was. I feel like he had to be. Yeah, he must have been in that one. Um, Sorry oh, for Ron. and three-way. It's not gay when it's in a three-way. Okay, yeah, okay. Which, those two singing, the, the R&B singing characters are just the best ever i love them very much um they showed up when the 100th digital short that sandberg did uh mm-hmm. and they're like the they're uh they're talking about like oh we did 100 digital shorts and then they these two turn around they're like it ain't over and they start doing their own little thing and it's like it was still one of my favorite moments ever in snl how'd he go he's another one that'll just do anything yeah he's game and he's earned like at first he was like people thought he was like a pop boy band pop star and then he's really proven yeah. how great he can be for snl that is true, and he's he's a good actor. Like, he, I feel like he should really start like acting in more things. Like, I know he kind of like played around with it for a little bit. But I feel like he should go do some more. Social Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he did really good on that. He's he is a good actor. You're right. Um, but there's rumors that he was cheating on Jessica Biel. I know, which is very sad to me because they were they're very cute together. It can't it cannot be allowed to happen. Um, no. Did your number two, did your runner-up cheat on anyone? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Who do you got? Steve Martin. Steve Martin? Yep, he's my number two. Love it. Yep. What do you and, love about him? Yeah, well, King Tut, we talk about this. Mm-hmm. King Tut is just, it's just good. Like, and then the two wild and crazy guys, that's, oh. gets me. 
And I don't know, I feel like when I, okay, so when I first saw him as King Tut, all I knew of Steve Barnon was that he was the guy in the Pink Panther movies, <laughs> which, you know, like sixth grade me loved. Yeah. So good. Like, love the, the one where they, like the hamburger, like that whole thing where they go to New York and Beyonce is in the movie for some reason. <laughs> so like, that was my, my whole like feeling of Steve Martin. And then I had no idea that he was in the show. And so since I'm like, he's just a funny guy. Like he does no wrong. He really and doesn't. He's just so wholesome. Like he's just a wholesome, funny guy. That's the thing. People always would talk about, uh, Steve Martin alongside Chevy and John Belushi. And mm-hmm. like they say, like Chevy's what happens when you're like severe alcoholic. Uh, Belushi is drugs. He just, he didn't make it. And then Steve Martin, he's clean living. Yeah. He's had gray hair since he was 10 years old. That um, is true. I don't think I've ever seen him without gray hair. I actually, that's a, I'm going to Google this now. Does, has there, is there a picture of Steve Martin, uh, with, with dark hair? Yeah. must be like when he was like six years old. Probably. The first picture that comes up, he has streaks of gray in it. So perhaps not. Ooh. A little salt and pepper. He's just, he's a handsome fella. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Martin, obviously I love the pick. Um, I'll be very curious if our number one ends up being the same. I think I have a suspicion as to who your number one is, but, um, okay. uh, my number one here, uh, I had to go with him. He's, he's not only, um, my favorite SNL host who I love to see. And by the way, if Mindy Kaling ever hosts, uh, she will be number one automatically. I've wanted her to host for probably 10 years at this point. Please. I'm surprised she hasn't. Like, I feel like she's friends with all the writers. Right? She has guest written one episode. Um, and she has appeared on the uh, What Up With That. But she has never hosted. And, like, come on. Like, what are we That's waiting shame. for? It's, what are we waiting for? I don't understand. She's A-list. I don't care what anyone says. Um, <laughs> but my number one is not Mindy Kaling because she hasn't hosted yet. Uh, okay. Lauren Michaels. It is actually going to be Ryan Gosling. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I love whenever he hosts because he's like adam driver he will commit a hundred percent every time he's fantastic mm-hmm. um he does all the things that you want him to do uh he he he, he breaks um uh, people don't like the breaking but when they ask I love it. I, me too i think those are some of the like the the, the, the debbie downer um yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but his, yeah his alien sketch is when he breaks um with kate mckinnon as mm-hmm. mrs rafferty uh and people ask him about it, like, why why are you breaking so much when you're on SNL? And he's like, uh, I'm a human being who finds funny things funny. Uh, and he's, but he's, like, in more, even more than the Alien one, like, his Santa Baby sketch with Vanessa Bayer yeah. is so, so Pulp fictiony, real acting. Like, he's just, like, psychotic in it. And just the little, the little looks he gives, um, like, uh, when they find out that Santa is upstairs and he, like, makes out with Vanessa <laughs> Bayer. And he kind of, mm-hmm. like, looks to the camera with, like, and he, like, has his hand over his mouth and he, like, wipes the spit away and he's just, like, <sighs> like, raging. Oh, my God, it's so funny to me. And, um, but, yeah, and then the papyrus, I mean. The po- I was going to say the papyrus. <laughs> that's, that's the iconic sketch of the past three years. Like, I can't see, like, Avatar without thinking <laughs> of the papyrus sketch. I watched, at the start of this quarantine, I rewatched Avatar for the first time in Ooh. probably at least five years. And that's all I could think about was the papyrus sketch that Ryan Gosling did. <laughs> it's a great sketch. Julio Torres, credit to him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, and he sells it perfectly. Like, what more do you want? Ryan Gosling? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who is your, who's your number one, though? 
Who do you think is my number one? I think it's going to be Tom Hanks. You are 100% correct. (laughs) Tom Hanks is probably my favorite actor of all time, minus Zac Efron. Ooh. Like, yes. So, Tom Hanks just, just kills it. Kills it. Like, David S. Pumpkins, so good. (laughs) Shouldn't be good, but it is so good. Like, he even hosted, like, a couple weeks ago when they did their, um, like, live at home thing. He hosted, even though he just didn't do anything besides a monologue. Like, this man can do no wrong. And he's funny. Like, and he's just been around since probably the beginning of SNL, to be completely honest. He's hosted a ton of times, not as many as Alec Baldwin, but he he just knocks it out of the park. I'm having a bit of buyer's remorse. Yeah, are you? I think I should have put him on my list. How dare you? Dare you not? He's so great. Like, obviously, David S. Pumpkins um, is Mm -hmm. the greatest thing ever. Um, uh, I watch that every Halloween. Uh, Oh, yeah. But also, like, his Black Jeopardy appearance was incredible. Yes, yes. (laughs) And Celebrity Jeopardy when he's choking on saran wrap. Yeah, there's just so many good ones that are just iconic. And like you said, like, what what SNL has always done very well is um, reacting to the moment. And having him be the host for their Zoom SNL was like that's it's like it's an obvious choice I think, mm-hmm. but it's so smart of Lauren to do it. Like it's the perfect he's the perfect host to he do really that. He really is, and it, it, like he's just likable. Like that's the thing. Everyone, no one has anything bad to say about Tom Hanks. That's the thing. Like with the coronavirus, um, I I felt like um, Rudy Gobert, who played for the Jazz, and basically tested positive um after he was like i'm not gonna get the virus and started touching all the microphones and like being an idiot and Mm -hmm. and then like like sneeze like like jokingly sneezing on his teammates um and then he like two days later tests positive gets the entire nba season shut down like we're watching we're gonna watch the thunder jazz game and then doctors start running out after like a delayed start we're like what's going on and doctor runs out and like the like the season gets shut down all sports get shut down. Everything gets shut down within, like, seconds. It's the most insane True. thing. But And I want to give him credit because I feel like he saved a lot of lives by being an idiot and testing positive for the virus because he got mm-hmm. everything shut down earlier than it probably would have been otherwise. But I think yeah. the credit should really go to Tom Hanks here because um, 10 minutes before that happens, Tom Hanks tests positive for it. And now, yeah. and now everyone in America realizes it's a, a serious deal because he is, he's been... He's established... 40 50 years of being a kind person and he's been so kind that it really rocked the world when he got it yeah the fact that he, he is the only person that could be rogers like mr rogers yes and everyone just is happy with it like he can do anything and we'll just be like yep that we're gonna support this that's like and the so, uh... yeah, that is true though i don't think like anything was really shut down in america before tom hanks got it no, it really wasn't. We are. We had just gotten an email from our university saying that we weren't going to shut down at all. And then within 24 hours after Tom Hanks got it, we were closed for the semester. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy world. Um, America's dad. He is. And like you said, he plays Mr. Rogers. Um, and somebody like that, or, or even when he played Walt Disney. Um, yeah. These people, it's hard to find somebody who can play them because you're always going to compare them to the real life figure who you know so well. And every, like, people that are like emotional towards them too yeah. you know like they it's not like you can like trump like anyone can kind of do that right almost it's hard to do someone who's 
created so many like emotional feelings in your life. And that's why Hanks is kind of perfect for it because <laughs> he, you know, he's Tom Hanks, but he is in the same tier as Mr. Rogers and Walt Disney. So it makes sense for him to do that. Yeah. Well, it's a great pick. Um, I, I really think I should have probably put him on my list um, in <laughs> hindsight. Um, who Do you have any other honorable mentions besides JT? Yeah, so JT, I had Gosling as well. Nice. Um, I uh, did Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd? I don't know why. I just Maybe it's just because I like him so much. He's just, he's funny too. Like, good. Um, Emma Stone. Ooh. Emma Stone knocks it out of the park. And I added John Mulaney, even though he doesn't count, but he should. Because he never, he was, he was a writer. He wasn't like an actual cast member, I guess, in a way. So I'm counting him as an honorable mention. <clears throat> and as well as Christopher Walken, specifically because mm. of the Cowbell sketch. Christopher Walken also, did you ever see the census sketch? I don't, I don't think so. I'm going to send you the link to it. It's so funny. Okay. It's like Tim Meadows is the census taker and Christopher Walken is the guy doing the census. And I won't even say what happens, but it's just hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I also had Paul Rudd as an honorable mention. Um, and Tom Hanks, I had um, Natalie Portman. Uh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Her lo- her digital short with The Lonely Island when she... Like, just wraps, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Icon- iconic. Uh, John Hamm. Okay, yeah. He's always fun. Um, he showed up in the Dooney sketch back in, like, season 37 or something, and mm-hmm. that was great. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, Good one. Has Good only one. hosted once, but what an episode yeah. that was. That was filled with energy. He, when they did the the Stranger Things, that sketch, yes. that, that was a good one. Um, I also had Alec Baldwin uh, in my honorable mentions, thinking about the... Uh, um, when he was with Canteen Boy, was mm-hmm. a great one. Um, and then Saoirse Ronan also only hosted once, but I love her <laughs> with all my heart. Yes. Um, and then Chance the Rapper and Madeline Kahn round out my honorable mentions. That, that's a good list. Thank you. I think I like Chance with his hockey sketch. Um, yeah. That's a good one. I'm a fan of it. Mm-hmm. But SNL... Um, so many great hosts. I feel like it was a lot harder to narrow down than I thought it would be. Yeah, that, that was my issue. Like, I couldn't figure <laughs> out... Like, all I knew was that Tom Hanks was my number one. And then from there, I was... I don't know. It's hard to compare people. We truly were out here planning to uh, delay so we could figure yes. out... Truly figure out this list the way like, it deserved yeah. to be figured out. Because, like, it's, I want, I didn't know if I wanted to with JT and Ryan Gosling. Like, they were so close to being in there. And they're both and Mickey Mouse Club. Mickey Mouse Club, yeah. <laughs> Brought out some good people. Uh, um, well, this has been the best ever. Um, I always love reconnecting with a dear friend. <laughs> and to do it over SNL, like, that's what it's truly all about. We have a group chat, by the way, of me uh, and our friend Dustin, as well as Dave, called... Uh, Colin Jost, where we specifically send Colin Jost, like, pictures and memes to each other. It is a, the Jost chat? Um, the Jost chat, yep. Are you going to buy his book whenever that comes out? Probably. I mean, I'm not much of a reader, um, but I, I can definitely, you know, spend some money. I hope it'll be in the same vein as, like, Bossy Pants and all those 
SNL writer books. Yeah. Well, Kelly, um, this is amazing. Thank you so very much for being here and closing out season three of Goodbye Mellow Brick Road on a exceedingly high note. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm glad we could do this. <laughs>